Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show we give you your regular geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's DL. <laughs> Thank you for that. I don't know why, but I'm in a singing uh, mood today. Opera. Well, it's all I got. DL. Like, I feel like with feel like with as we talked about last week, the cat been around. If I'm not really like using my diaphragm to speak, you're I'm gonna t- sound a bit nasally. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna sound a bit nasally, and nobody well, wants that on a podcast. I mean, this is gonna be weird because I'm also on a leather chair, so I hear like <laughs> movements. And it sounds like I'm farting. I'm not. Tommy's any, nasally. He is movement. nasally, but let me see. Can we, can we make a noise? No, we can't. Okay. Now we good. We're good. Um, I'm, I'm, how are <laughs> you doing? Can man? we do this? <laughs> oh, other than other than slight, slightly tight throat and eye streaming just a little bit, like I'm all right. I'm pretty good. I took I took two like Zyrtec before I came over here, which is Zyrtec. probably not what you're supposed to do. But and then drink. Now you're drinking whiskey. You're and now we're drinking out. whiskey. Well, you know, <laughs> such is life. How about yourself? What's going on? Uh, not much, man. Not much. It was a pretty crazy week, but I did manage to catch a. Uh, one good movie. Um, oh, we're gonna the one we're gonna talk about, or a different one? <laughs> no, well, I guess if you count that, um, maybe one and a half. Okay. Um, True Grit. Uh, it's on Netflix right I've now. Not seen that, dude. It's good. I okay. love westerns though. So yeah, you like, do. I'm like, I like a, a western. But like, this is a good western, man. It's like a good movie in general. I okay. Think, like Gail hates westerns, and Why she actually was so much. I mean, because they're about boring old times. Yeah, that's horses. true. I mean, you know, I get it. It's like, why do I hate like fucking the dumb romantic comedy she makes me watch? Like, I don't know. Who's Intruder? I'm trying to remember. Um, it's uh, Jeff Matt Bridges. Damon, Jeff Bridges. Um, there's not a lot of characters, to be fair. Uh, you know who else is in it? Josh, Josh Brolin. Brolin. Yeah, but he's not. He doesn't have a big part, and he's really young. I was what surprised. He, what is he doing? It. He's uh, the bad guy. Oh really? Yeah. Or I, one see, of them. I used to love westerns. I'm sure we've talked about this on the pod before. So I. Spent many a weekend uh, at my grandparents' place, my dad's side. Yeah. And um, we would always start movies with with, with that granddad. And yeah. he'd sit there and he'd be like, I've I've never seen this movie. And then 15 minutes into the movie, he would tell you exactly what happens over the next two hours. Is that because he was be just like, really good at predicting them or because he actually <laughs> no, had seen it? he'd seen the movie. He'd just, <laughs> he'd just forgotten for the first 15 minutes. Then he proceeded to ruin the whole thing. So like, I... Probably, oh, this is... <laughs> yeah, not, not in a bad way. Like, yeah. in, in a kind of like, I, I look back and laugh at it. But at the time, I was yeah. like, oh, God. Like, yeah. you could, couldn't have just let me have this one. <laughs> just hell, hold in. We've oh, definitely talked about this before on the pod. And it I, might be in our bonus episodes. But the same granddad, very unfortunately... One of the reasons I'm so, maybe slightly still so obsessed with Power Rangers is that we I'm went on really intrigued to see where this goes. Well, let me finish. <laughs> we we um the, it was so the Power Rangers series that I was watching growing up was building up to this one episode, and I I remember it. Oh yeah. I I remember like the the bad guy to a T. He was a, like a Sphinx dude. And like, I used to love Egypt at the time as well. Like and I he gets bigger at some point? Uh, absolutely, probably. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, More than likely. She threw a stat. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. And we went on holiday the weekend that was on. It was a two-parter. So we were away for two weeks. And yeah. uh, we said to said grandma and granddad, could you please record this for us? Because it's something I've, you know, I've been waiting for. I was a kid, like whatever, you know, you, little things when you're a kid. Yeah, and uh, they either got the wrong channel or they just forgot. And I never saw what did they those episodes. Apparently, I don't know. Who knows? Could have been anything. I just never got to see those episodes <laughs> of the Power Rangers. So, I mean, that would never happen now, obviously, because like it was a v- VCR back then. Even like VCR? 10 years ago, man. Even like 20 years ago, TiVo, man. Wait, yeah, way like, before that. 20 you, years ago. Uh, I mean, you can go watch it if you want. It's, I'm sure it's like... That's what I'm, I'm saying. Sure when we literally on YouTube. When we get to our Power Rangers episode, which <sighs> will happen, that's what <sighs> we're going to watch. We'll watch that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. No, you should watch True Good. It's quite good. Oh, yeah. 
you, sh- you should watch Power Rangers. It's quite good. It's I, I did watch Power Rangers back in the day, <laughs> mainly because that because everybody loved Kim. Was it Kim? Kimberly, yeah, yeah, babe. She was my like first ever crush that I remember growing up. Yeah, same dude. Pink do you want to know my second one? And this is a rat. This is random. Is it r- totally random? My dad used to love X Files when I was growing up. No, and I used to have this mad crush on Gillian Anderson. No, mad really? crush on her. I still think she's hot. I mean, in in uh, Sex Education, she like is, but I don't think in that show she is. No, no, absolutely not. And I don't really understand it. Well, maybe you. I were, was very young. I think like when you're younger, like it's not all about just like you know looks and sex appeal. Maybe you're just like a like. Maybe a, I just really like chicks who are into like <laughs> ET. No, what I was gonna say is maybe you were like attracted to the persona of her, right? Like a strong, yeah. confident woman who's just getting shit done. You know, maybe that's it. I mean, very probably, yeah. yeah. She absolutely was that in that as well. Yeah. She was also in. Um, did you ever watch Hannibal? The I, I mean, it was HBO. Hannibal is the. You mean the fucking? It's in Hannibal Lecter, but they did a re a, a rebooted. I didn't know that three season of it with Mads no. Mikkelsen as Hannibal Lecter. It's, I mean, he would be able to play that. It's that guy's amazing. always creepy, man. It's amazing. They only did three seasons, but it was super good. Super. So, what have um, you, you been up to? Yeah, I, I literally only got to watch True Grit. Okay, but uh, I have. Well, I was reading a bit too. With I'm getting to the end of Name of the Wind, and I'm yeah pretty okay. sure something like just really tragic is gonna happen. I oh, know. I'm like, fuck. I don't just want to read the second book. Then, like, I want to. Re- I want to read it after you. So don't every, tell me. Every good book don't has something. Tra- I'm not gonna ruin it. I don't even know what it is. I can't ruin it. I'm just pretty sure. <laughs> I'm not going to ruin it. I can't, I can't ruin, ruin something I don't, I don't know. But, uh, you know, when you get like foreshadowing, you just get like when good writing, mm. when you get the creepy vibe, like mm. the little like tension vibes, you're like something's about off. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever read the red, like the red wedding in the text. Yeah, I have. It's great. So like the whole big, like two chapters before you're getting all this allegories of like lions eating their prey. You're like, Ooh, that doesn't sound good. Like somebody's going to die. Like and it's, yeah, not, yeah, it's yeah. probably not a Lannister if the it's, lions it's, are eating yeah, the prey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want this to happen, but it's going to yeah, happen. So that's happening. But other than that, man, so not much. How about you? Dude, I've done a lot this week. Like a lot. Um, I, f- I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like I've done a lot. So last weekend continued the watch long of the MCU with the girlfriend. We've just watched Thor Ragnarok. She enjoyed it. wasn't wasn't massively thrown like wasn't in love God, with it. That's like my favorite one. Yeah, I think it's the big, spacey, colorful stuff. She's more into like the grounded stories. Like she loved like Winter Soldier. Um, so funny. So man. interesting. But like, I'm intrigued to see how she's going to be when that all collides in like you know Infinity War because they they totally collide all those worlds. So I'm intrigued by that. I think it, like Infinity War is just too good that even though it's space, like if she has been actively watching all these, great. it's got all the best characters from everything. So it's like hard not to like, even and if it's a little I, bit spacey. Yeah, and I think the reason she didn't like the Guardians film was the like because it was too quippy. It's like it's like a it's like a minigun of quips like yeah. and I think that just got a bit much whereas Thor's just tones it down a little bit so like she liked it just wasn't quite there but one thing we have been watching together is a thing called Line of Duty have you ever heard of it? Uh, Line of Duty is a movie? It's a BBC TV show oh okay now I was UK. thinking of the uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movie where he's a cop oh, okay no it's, I know the one you mean uh, uh, I would end I, of I need duty. to watch end that of end watch. of duty. it's meant to be really good yeah, yeah. it is good we got, the, we got one of the words right there which was the <laughs> <laughs> What was uh, it? it was no, three, it's, it's it was of. Like a three word thing, right? Yeah, something, something, something <laughs> of something. Yeah, yeah, we were half. Anyway, it's a British TV drama, um, and it's based around uh, British police, and they're going after corrupt British police, and it's the way it builds up. Like, so it's a real slow burn. Like for the first three episodes of a season, I'm like, this is nonsense. But then, like 
the fourth episode happens, you go, oh, actually, that's good. The fifth episode, you go, oh, actually, that's great. And the, fifth, the last episode happens and it all comes together. And it's one of those where you've just got to kind of power through those first three Honestly, episodes. Honestly, it feels like that's the Peaky Blinders usually too. Yeah. Like the, at least the first season, I remember being like, fuck, this thing is slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. It, it really is. I find Peaky Blinders tough to get into. I need, I yeah. need to probably get into that. And the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, I – actually, two, God, two more things. I started to play Uncharted 4 this week. I only downlo- I downloaded it the other day. You play any of the other ones? Or? My brother's – no. My brother's been harping on to me about it for ages, and my best mate got on to me this week and was like, you got to play this game. And it's all right. Like, it, the, the shooting. In- the intro goes on for about – there are four intro scenes. Well, dude, it's which it's is like a, a lot. big story-driven game, and it's the final one of the story. There's a lot of intro. Of course, there's going to be a big. They cinematic. do one where he's a kid. They do one where he's on a boat, and they do one where he's in a prison. And it's like, I get it. Just let me get to the story already. But it's it's good. I like the graphics shooting, are pretty though. great. What are you gonna? Yeah, it's alright. And you can handle it. It's fine. You didn't play Red Dead because it had shooting. You're playing fucking Nathan Drake. May- maybe this is my gateway drug. Sh- maybe yeah, this yeah, is how it works. I shouldn't complain. Yeah. Maybe this is my marijuana. Maybe this is how it happens. Yeah. And um, yeah, the last one I I actually started reading a comic book this week. So okay, nice. As part of the new Fifty Two uh, revival, shall we call it? So every so often, you know this DC they trash all the continuity and go, "This is what we're going with now. It's simple for everyone. We're gonna we're gonna stick with this new simple continuity." And then five years later, everyone complains so much that they just go back to the original and and bring back all of the the backstory history. Uh, this was a new Fifty Two, so this was um five to seven years ago and basically there's a batman story in it which people love it's about the court of owls now i don't know if you've heard that but the court of owls should be showing up you told me a bit actually yeah it's a really awesome uh it's a new wrinkle to the gotham history right so it says Mm. that they've been there throughout all of gotham's history and they're like this controlling factor that like steep state watch over everything exactly and they're like <laughs> yeah pretty much they're built they're built into the the foundation basically of, of gotham and um it's about bruce wayne finding out about it and it's i think it's only three of the comics really that it's in but anyway i, I bought all three and i've started the first one and the, the the art is beautiful i'm really i'm really into the art of it. it's like quite like i'm quite specific with the art of the comic books i like mm. to read i think if it gets too cartoony and it throws me a little bit and i'm a bit like yeah Meh. And sometimes if it's a bit too like, I don't know, sometimes if it gets a bit too anime as well, it's not for me, but this is like right in my wheelhouse. Nice. It's a good story as well. Did you, what makes you think that it's going to be um, a part of the movie? Uh, well, there, I mean, there's rumors that it's going to be part of the Batman with yeah. Robert Pattinson. That's what I meant, um, But there's also rumors that they're going to be a big part of the up, the upcoming Gotham Knights game. Uh, which is oh no there's not a rumor it's actually confirmed we'll talk about that in a moment um when we when we just shuffle into have you heard but before we get to there shuffle for foray what do you say what do you say it's the wrong word isn't soiree like a dance not entirely sure we're gonna dance (laughs) but before we get there i i wanted to ask you a question have you had any more thoughts on your mount rushmore of tv shows uh i haven't but you should have asked me this before the podcast so i could have well, um, I've got one. So okay, well, Tommy, do you? <laughs> well, I, just if you've had any thoughts, I've obviously I, not. I, I I didn't have any thoughts of Mount Rushmore of TV shows, but the boys were having a text thread about like Mount Rushmore of like books or like top uh-huh, ten books, uh-huh. and uh, so there was some good banter going and on went, about this. And you went uh, Game of Thrones one, Game of Thrones no, two, no, I didn't even include Game of Thrones three. Uh, 
I did include Storm of Swords. I said, I, if I had to pick, well, it became a, a debate of like, you can't just have it all be one sure, series. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, you have to pick your best one of each. And it was like, okay, well, what was it for like Harry Potter? What was it for Game of Thrones? What uh-huh. was it for? Uh, What's your favorite Harry Potter book? I went with four. Um, okay. With six being a close second. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Thrones, I went with three. And then uh, they made fun of you. They made fun of me for saying that Thrones would be hard. There's like, there are only five books, man. Try Wheel of Time. There's 14. <laughs> it's not e- It's easy to pick one from Thrones. Uh, and guy, the rest these of guys were, sound like they would be great contributors on the podcast. They probably like will. I'll pull some, some correspondence from the text thread. No, you should. We should get these guys across it. Speaking um, of, uh, if someone told me this week that we should plug saying... If you do listen to the podcast and you like it, do give us a, a subscribe and a like or whatever. All and these a review. Things. All right, that's a good you, review. Or a shit review. Like, we, we'll take all of you. Whatever fair. you want. Like, in we're, fact, we're not stingy. In fact, don't. Like, do uh, what you want. Like, in fact, just your make life. fun of Tommy's arms Please. on the review and that's all we, you know. If anyone knows that it? reference, great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you. Thank you for everyone who would do. I think we have a good review at the moment. So if anyone else wants to, fantastic. But on my round, Mount Rushmore, I have decided on one TV show. You've gotten to one. I've gotten to one. Okay. Well, it, you threw me off last time. You kept giving me all these weird little rules. And I, I didn't like, give you oh. rules. I just said Mount Rushmore, but like anyway, it was drama. Anyway, now this is very much the UK version, not the crap US remake. There is a BBC show. Is it sure? Are you going to say Sherlock? No, no, no. I think it's on, it might be on Apple TV. I think it's on Apple TV. It is called Life on Mars. <laughs> Don't know if you've heard about it. Does that have Val Kilmer Phenomenal. in it? Phenomenal. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's actually a David Bowie song. Oh, yeah. However, the premise is going to sound stupid, but it's actually amazing. So it's about this dude who, um, well, he's he's basically a detective. I th- it's kind of it was kind of set in like the mid to early two thousands. So like, mm-hmm. when I say set now, I mean it's set then. So like, he is in. I think he gets hit by a car in the early two thousands. But when he wakes up, he wakes up back in the 70s. Mm. And it's about how he has to try and fit into this rea- this new reality where, you know, poli- he's a police officer and policing is completely different in the 70s. So, like, there... Why does he go back in time? Well, that's the whole... That's part of the mystery okay. of it. Okay. So, <laughs> it's the, well, the, the mystery of it is, like, he doesn't know if he's dreaming, if he's yeah. in a coma, if he's actually there. Because the thing, some of the cases he's working on relate some of the cases he works on in the future got it and it's really interesting how all these well that's it and the and i actually recommend going and watching it because it has been voted numerous times as the best tv ending of all time all right it's your mount rushmore i I mean it's it's obviously good it's way up there it's phenomenal and it's john sim who i'm a massive fan of they did do a second uh they did a spin-off season where they kind of answered it but it basically ends on like a quite an open-ended question about life and morality and you're a bit like great this is like what i want but then they did like a spin-off season that kind of sounds answered very, a lot of those questions and i was like i didn't i didn't want that answer sounds very losty no it's it's way better than it's way tighter okay um but i, I can see where you're coming With from the ending i I can see where anyway. you're coming from has a has a few of those types of feelings about it okay um yeah well did you hear anything this week did i hear anything because there has been a lot of news this week. Um, yeah, I mean, a I saw the, uh, the Matrix trailer. Oh, well, we actually had a message from friend of the show, Christian. Thank oh, you, we? friend of the show, Christian. What did you think? Um, look, I mean, it's a trailer and it was it was good. It was kind of like they just rehashed every... I'm excited. They did just rehash every cool part so. of the series, though, and put it in the trailer. But like... That's my one concern for this movie, that it is what just... What are they going to do? 
It's just the Force Awakens of... I mean, like, it's you know? Exactly. Exactly. Bigger, but, it, but there's different... Bigger Death Star, more pills. Well, I'm... I'm, <laughs> you know? I'm intrigued, right? Because at the end of the last one, and I, I don't know if I you never, remember I never this. watched it. Okay, the end, so yeah. the end of the last one, both... Well, you don't see Neo die... But you see Trinity die in the real world, and Morpheus dies. So they don't bring back Lawrence Fishburne. I thought Morpheus died in the second one. No, sorry, he didn't die. Morpheus died in a video game. Long story. Um, <laughs> long story. But that game actually. But Trinity is cool. definitely dies, and she's yeah. definitely back in this. And it looks like it's like her human self as well, because you see her in the in the pod or whatever. Could be a part of a pod. Who knows? A matrix of a matrix. Well, I wonder if it's a. Ma- I wonder if that's going to be the, the twist. Like, so the one they thought they were saving, the Zion they thought they were saving was actually a Matrix. So, like, and like, they're in the backup. This it's is a simulation inside a simulation. It's disaster recovery. Yeah, it's their maybe. backup. Yeah, fair enough. That actually, that's probably what it is going to be. Well, there's a, well, yeah, there's a theory going around that you see he's taking blue pills all the time. And obviously yeah. the red pill gets you out of the original Matrix. So maybe like they need Neo there for some reason to like finish the equation or whatever it is. And he... You know, he's just I think kept that's docile. about as much as they've figured out. Who knows? Fair. I honestly um, think that I honestly think like the Wachowski. No, it's just one of them, isn't it? Is Sa- it? Said, said Wachowski is. Um, I think it's about time they just got a good film out because their last few have been. What weird. did they do before? Uh, I think it's uh, like or after Speed the week. Racer. Um, Some really weird films. Anyway. Anyway, are you excited for that movie? I'll watch it. I don't know if I'm excited for it, but I, I interesting. I did. I was keen to see the trailer. How okay. about you? What else did you hear? I'm pumped. I'm literally pumped. It's it's like one of the movies I'm so excited for this year. Like it's up there for me with Spider Man. It's not that for me. It it's is not for even me. Close. Well, speaking of Keanu, beautiful, beautiful Keanu. Um, apparently, Cyberpunk 2077 modders are being hired by CD Projekt Red to work on the game. So modders who are actively going in and changing things off their own back because the game's so bad are literally been hired by C, uh, uh, CDPR. Like, I feel like they should do they that more un- often. Are they understaffed? What's going on? I just don't think they can get a handle on it. It's fucked. It's a, it's a but like They're like really well-paid game developers. If they can't get a handle on it, why are random modders... I, I I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they're looking to move on to their next project and this and is just a, out there this crowdsourcing. Is, this is a way for them to keep it going. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a shame because apparently, like, I don't know. IGN gave the uh, the PC one, the one that was actually quite you know well done and polished, like a really good review. Oh really? So like people, you know, are just never gonna experience that game unless they have a high end PC. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I don't like. I really genuinely would like to play that game but just through all of the negative publicity i don't think it's i can put me off to yeah. do it i mean I, I like shooting games so i might still do it anyway but but it's got rpg elements as well right so you can ah, exactly that's why i think it's co- gonna be cool it's like first didn't person you have it? i had it for <laughs> xbox and we returned it because we yeah because oh, it was really because it was for 360 it was ah, like a ba- virtually unplayable got apparently it. so mm. um yeah so i put that then you sent through that uh Christopher Nolan's making another World War II movie or wants to. Apparently um, so. Thinking of it. How interested is that? He wants to focus I, on Oppenheimer. And I think uh, it will be interesting. Yeah. Sorry, Oppenheimer and the creation of the nuclear bomb. Yeah. Is it going to be like don't, fan don't fiction? Know. I don't know. Or is it going to be more like Dunkirk where it's actually like about what happened? Well, it's, yeah, you I know? mean, it's Nolan. So you'd assume it's going to be pretty well Dunkirk was Dunkirk was, oh, not that it wouldn't be well researched, but Dunkirk wasn't like, it was just straight normal it was not fiction 
It was, uh, sorry, it was nonfiction. It was nonfiction. It was 100% like a historical event. Like, he didn't, he didn't take many liberties. Really? All right. Well, I, don't know. I honestly don't know. So I, don't know. I don't know enough about Oppenheimer and the, yeah. the creation, which, I don't know, does, that, does anyone? <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I, knew not, I knew enough about Dunkirk to be like, yep, this is what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, uh, was Harry Styles there? Harry Styles was there. Oh, wow. He had short hair as well. Oh, wow. No, he yeah. didn't have short hair. He book, just had it slicked book, real bad, like accurate. me right now. Book accurate. Book accurate. <laughs> um, Look, there's plenty of news to jump through. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to flick through, through a couple of bits uh, super quickly. So DC Fandom is coming, and they've given a teaser of all the things we are going to get. So I'm going to fly through these super fast. We are apparently going to get a new trailer for The Batman. That is one of my most excited for movies. I'm going to skip a few because, I mean, we don't we don't need to hear all these. But Black Adam's apparently going to get a teaser. The Flash is going to get a teaser. Um, we are also getting a teaser for Peacemaker, which is going to be very exciting. Gotham Knights already talked about, and the Suicide Squad games are both getting teasers. Uh, we sh- we're getting a sneak peek at the Injustice uh, animated movie, which I think is coming to Netflix, maybe. But no, nah, it's probably going to be HBO, mm. considering this. So we're gonna get a lot of lot of things for this. I'm excited, man! Like all those things, I'm I, I'm I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I mean, it's I, a good time to be a superhero. Movie the fan. Batman, yes. Everything else, I was pretty just. I I don't know. I, maybe it's because it's. I guess your favorite movie of all time, Aquaman, getting a <laughs> uh, you know see, uh, some sort of teaser for the second movie is gonna be exciting, right? That is what I'm really looking forward. I, to. I know it's your favorite movie of all time. And yeah. speaking of, did you hear this week that? Uh, director James Wan released a new look at the new Aquaman suit, which I think you can find pretty easily online if you really wanted to. It's <laughs> better than the one that Vinny Chase had to wear. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's a stealth suit. It's stealthy. Honestly, it's if, gimpy, you look, but... if you look closely at it, it, it doesn't look like he's actually in it. It looks like his head's been superimposed on. I mean, it, maybe it tell. has. I can't tell if it's maybe that. it is. Maybe it's like like you know when like a player changes teams and they all crop the new jerseys on. Yeah, it, looks, it looks slightly to, slightly to the yeah. sides. Um, but yeah, I mean, any of that DC stuff appeal to you? Like, are you keen for any of that? I mean, not really, man. But uh, I've never been a big DC guy other than uh, other than the Batman. So. Well, I mean, the Flash two, the, the Flash movie is looking like it's gonna basically be a Batman movie. It's already got two in there. It's got Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. I forgot that he's coming back. He is. Um, movie. So is that just in? Is that in the yeah? What what's his name's universe? That's in the yeah. This not the Snyderverse. That's apparently a separate thing. What? This is the original continuity of that world of that terrible Joss Whedon movie. Why? That everyone hates. Why wouldn't know. they just go with Snyder? They're weird. They're so annoying. Warner dude. Brothers, man, they just hate. They're so tweaky. They hate the fans. I They're don't just get tweaked, it. Tweak, dude. I don't know. You tell me. All right. Cool. Well, that's why I don't like DC. There you go. Well, they. Well, no, you don't like Warner Brothers. Is a difference. Whatever. But they, DC let me, sold. The, let the, me give the you rights. a couple of bits of. Uh, let me give you a couple of bits. A few movies have been pushed. Now, okay. Um, we already knew. We already knew some of these, but they've now got dates. Them. So, Top Gun Maverick is now releasing on the twenty seventh of May, twenty twenty two. Okay. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife is now delayed till the nineteenth of November this year, which you know I'm I'm pu- I'm pretty excited for that movie, which is a shame. And your second favorite movie of all time. I know you'll be gutted about this. Actually, sorry. You were gutted about this originally, but you should actually be happy. Venom has actually been brought forwards. So, so they're really, we are now getting it. I'm telling you. 
The first of October. I'm telling you, that was for sure Marvel being like, nah. Absolutely, I I, I completely nah. agree with you. Yeah. Two final bits of news, and then we'll then we'll move on very swiftly. Um, firstly, did you hear this week that Shang Chi smashed Labor Day records in the U.S.? It got. Uh, the second highest uh, box office of the pandemic, hitting $90 million. What did movies used to make? I don't really know. Over the first weekend, it was, I think, $300 million in the US was good. Okay. Yeah, I mean... This is this is pandemic pandemic. What can time. you do? What, what did movies used to make? Yeah. Look, this is really frustrating me, right? Because we, we still can't see this movie in Australia. Yeah, we can't do anything, mate. It's really frustrating. All and then I can do is go get groceries. I can't go on Instagram. <laughs> you can't go... I need to choose? Because I keep seeing spoilers. Oh, well... Stop following the things for a bit. But I, I, I don't follow anything anymore. I just follow like one or two yes, of my you favorite do. comic books. You for sure do. Anyway, I, I'm sorry that you're seeing spoilers to the thing Killer. you've already probably spoiled yourself. Look, um, I haven't. I've managed to stay away um, from a lot of it. It's quite frustrating. But, but it's if, good to know it's doing well. It's good and bad because in one sense, if it does well, they'll probably keep putting them straight cinemas for 45 days um, and then moving to Disney Plus after 45 days. But if it did badly, they'd probably go back to the hybrid model where they put them Disney Plus at the same time with cinemas. You're so, you're so hopeful that we're going to see this in theaters. I'm like, well, oh, we're not we'll be lucky see, to be out of lockdown by no, December. This, I mean, I can't. I needed basketball shoes. I can't even go get them at the store. It's probably for the best. You you suck at basketball, I mean, dude. They uh, go on Nike's site. They're sold out there. It's like, what? How really? do we live? Really? Yes, anyway. Well, look, guys, if you heard anything we haven't talked about this week, please hit us up. We know there's some pretty big showcases coming out soon. Um, you can find us at Podcast Assemble on Instagram. We're getting a bit of traction on Instagram. We're quite enjoying this at the moment. All right, all right. Got some pretty cool Podcast stuff up there. Podcast Assemble on Instagram, the podcastassemble at gmail.com. That's you perfect. Just, you pick one. Final bit of news before we move on. Yeah. Did you hear this week that the Russo brothers' next oh, step with Marvel is in question? So in, in question, meaning they don't know or if they even want to no, do it or as in apparently since the lawsuit with uh, Scarlett Johansson, they're concerned that they might not get remunerated for their work with Marvel and they're considering taking a step away and not work with Marvel anymore. So wait, why wouldn't they get remunerated for their work because of her thing? Well, I assume in the past they've been given similar deals whereby they get a certain amount based on profits at the box office. And if they were to take a similar deal, which I assume their contracts would likely have moving forward, mm. and their movies don't get an extended cinema run. So they're just saying like, hey, well, dude, it seems like a pretty simple thing. Just add the clause. Well, apparently they've hit an impasse in negotiations and neither okay. wants to budge. So, that, I mean, th these are the guys who brought us, you know, yeah. Infinity War, Endgame. Winter Soldier, like th some of the best Marvel movies. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I think... It's a concern. It is a concern, and we'll see it. Like, Marvel might be getting a little too high on its. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of problems with Marvel at the moment with them not paying comic book creators properly. Mm. So I wonder if it, I wonder if that bubble's about to burst. Well, I mean, there's probably some young writer who thinks he can do it that'll take the gig that's on the team. But, but the but question is, can good? he do it? You know? I suppose they took the Russo brothers from essentially obscurity. They just done some TV stuff, really. And brought them up, so you never know. They they could find yeah. the next diamond in the rough. Yeah, they, I mean, we'll see. Um, well, anyway, do you want to preface our movie, our main topic this week? Uh, yeah, our main topic this week is uh, a part of a new anthology where we're just gonna find another one. Yeah, we got many anthologies that are all, all anthology. very, very not finished. Main topic theme. Um, and it's uh, it's a basically we're we're doing movies that we haven't seen but should have yeah. in the past. No. No, no, 
like timeline, no time dates. Like it's just nope. kind of like the past that we haven't seen that we should have. Um, this one's heat. Yeah, movies that the type of movie that you go into a room and you and someone says to you, "Oh, have you seen this?" and you go, "No," and you go, "Oh my god, I can't believe you've have you not seen, seen that." Blank. Exactly. And there's loads of movies like this for me. Like yeah, I for think sure. I've seen a lot of movies, but really, I probably haven't. Seen, I mean, like, I haven't seen as many as like some people on the internet. Uh, clearly, but yeah, we are this week talking about 1995's Heat. 1995's Heat. I was gonna say what year it was. I know it was mid 90s. Uh, 1995. Um, the, the the classic years of cinema. We, we had like <laughs> we like had the Terminators. We had Romeo and Juliet. It was a weird time for films. It huh? was an odd time because like, it was like not quite not the 80s, but yeah. not quite the late 90s, early 2000s. Like you know, uh, of course, because it's right in the middle. 95 Look, is in the middle of the decade. But. If, you, if you just Google uh, best movies of the 90s, and I'm looking at action movies here specifically, the first two concern me. <laughs> one is Falling Down, which what? I've never even heard of with Michael Douglas. Oh, The next one is Batman and Robin. <laughs> Christ. But then we go into Point Break. We go into The Matrix. Uh, we go into Terminator Matrix 2. Matrix was 90s? Yeah, 1999. Yeah, that's uh, late to- 90s. Totally they were recall. getting better. Speed. Like, this is an era of great movies, so. I-, I feel as if this actually, like, 95 and, like, maybe 92 to 95, th- there's still so much of the 80s left in yeah, these films. Agreed. But they're, it, they are different. They're not as, like, tacky sometimes. Sure. But they have their own kind of little weird uh, idiosyncrasies, I'd say. But I, I agree. And I was actually a bit comprehensive. Co- comprehensive? I was comprehensive. a bit... Uh, sorry? What what word were you going for? Not comprehensive. <laughs> uh, I was a little bit like nervous coming into this because this is like, people have done essays on this. Like, hmm. this is a big deal in cinema. And people for, love it. For us to like do our usual, make fun of it and laugh and do stupid jokes about it, it's probably a bit too lighthearted for this movie. But saying that... Actually, no, it's not at do all. Do you want to give me <laughs> your stupid plot summary? I'm for sure going to make fun of parts yeah, of this absolutely. movie. Because it is still one of those movies that your dad tells you you need to watch, and you do, and you watch it, and it's not, like, you know, it's great, but it has moments where he loves, and you're just like, this is over the top. Well, give me anyway, a stupid plot summary. Let's go. Uh, dumb summary. Caught between the 80s and the 90s. Unsure if it wants to be Chinatown or the usual suspects. We have heat. Where Al Pacino does his best liar, liar, Jim Carrey impression. Heat. A film rendition of the phrase, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Except the kitchen is on fire and every bad decision is another barrel of gasoline. That's it. That's so good. <laughs> it's fucking lots it's, of bad decisions in this movie. absolutely on point as well. <laughs> absolutely on point. All right, I'll give you mine. I'm a bit facetious with the first comment on mine. I'm not going to lie. I'm a, it's, it's more about the similarities. Let Let's me, let me, let me go with mine. All right. Face off round two switches out Travolta and Cage for the long awaited showdown between De Niro and Pacino in a battle of wits riding the handbook on what we know as modern crime drama, leaving you ultimately confounded as to what we're as to who we're supposed to be rooting for. That's all I got. I mean, it's like that is this is the textbook. For that kind of film, I think a lot of the ones and that TV came show, a- yeah, Especially a lot of TV things that show. came after this, like the True Detectives, and like were totally Agreed. influenced by this for Agreed. sure. And I think, um, I think that long form cinema of like just building, like just like the hyper lens on a character, a lot of that comes from this, right? Yeah. So and, what's and there like, were little plot threads though that were like not like the 
developed that we'll get into it sorry Keep i'm going. just intrigued because like what's the like what is the story here like what, like we, we do a dumb plot summary but just like can you summarize what actually happens in this movie it's about like it's cat and mouse right between a cop yeah. and a bad guy who are equally intelligent and one of them's trying to pull off one last heist before disappearing and it's can he catch him in time right Kind of, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just like, yeah, it's a it's a crew. It falls a bank crew, yes, bank guys crew, and a crew of detectives that are trying to catch him. But really, focuses in on the two top smart guys from each. Correct. That yeah. are both like the peak of their game. One one of which catches bank robbers. One of which Kobe avoids, and LeBron, if they could ever play at the same time, yeah, avoids detection. Yeah. Right. So. So this is actually um, an absolute uh, popular, a real popular choice for favorite podcast of this show. The rewatchables. Ah, um, they love this movie, don't they? It's got a people love it. They love this. Oh my god! Like I, so I actually, I try not to watch and listen to too many other people's um, like reviews of stuff before I go. Before and do we stuff do this like stuff, this. yeah. But I listened back to their pod because they've done two on it. So they did one at the very beginning before they before it was called the rewatchables. It was them mm. talking about movies they liked. Yeah, and they did Heat, and they went back and redid it at the beginning of this year, and it was interesting listening to them because. Like those guys are just oh, so much fun. Well, they they're like so meta, so meta. they they get into the meta meta. They get real deep into the weird. The they weird go weeds. they go yeah. We don't we we stay. Super well, I do top sometimes, level. man. Oh, yeah, you get. They go look up into space. Well, I'm contemplate. Gonna leaning, I'm going to be leaning know? on you for this, man. So I mean, to right. be honest, I didn't do it as much with this, but there there's there's a real duality to this movie. Sure. Yeah. So the, my key takeaway from this movie was. Never get attached to anything that you can't walk away from in 30 seconds flat. Tell me what the IMDb score f- for this was. Uh, it's going to be high. This is like, people love this movie. 8-4. Eight, eight I think you know this. I think, I think you know this. It's 8-2. Is it? Actually, I knew it was in an eighth, in the 8th because I was looking up the characters, but I didn't know if it was. Now, I'm going to give you an interesting, an interesting comparison on this next one. This Rotten Tomato score is confusingly less than last week's Spider-Man. What do you think it is? Um, I could see this movie not having as much love when it first came out by critics. Okay. Because, you know, well, we'll get into why. But I would say critics don't like it as much. So it could be like a 85? 87. Very yeah. close. And finally, wrapping off the trilogy, Metacritic. This is, this is the real nitty gritty of it. This is if it's a good movie or not for me. I mean... Metacritic is usually worse than both, but this one's already It's pretty high. Uh I'm gonna go eight six. Eighty six. It's actually seventy six. Okay. Which is I would have thought that would have been higher personally. I thought it was gonna be lower than it what I said, but you, you tweaked me by saying it was pretty high. Confu- considering the love this movie gets, I literally watched a YouTuber just before we came on this, who I'd never seen before, but apparently has 5 million followers, wow. who was talking about this movie as if it was like God's gift to humanity. Look, this movie was directed by Michael Mann. We'll talk about him in a little bit. I was actually... Did you do some research on him? I, I've, I've never got heard a, of him. I've before. got a couple of bits on him, but, you know, he did Collateral, Miami Vice, Ali, oh, Will he Smith. did Collateral. He's a pretty big deal. And okay. he's, he's interesting. Interesting fact. He was right. He started writing this film like 20 years ago and he did not want to release. He, did, he didn't want to do it. He wasn't interested. He was like, it was like his passion project. You know, the type of thing that the type of thing that it, it's like George R. R. Martin. He's writing these books. He's never going to release. Like he couldn't finish it. He, he just thought <laughs> just, it needed just to be perfect. Want, kind of but thing. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then, but then when Pacino and De Niro signed on, he was all in. So 
Uh, obviously, we've got uh, Pacino playing Lieutenant Vincent Hanna. We've got De Niro playing Neil McCauley. We've got Val Kilner. This is a really stacked cast. This cast um, is absurd. Natalie Portman's in this. Danny she Trejo's in this. Now, this uh, movie... Jean Voigt. Wait, wait, one second. This movie is such a... And I'm going to steal this from... Uh, uh, I'm going to steal this from the rewatchables. It's such a that guy movie. Like, there are so many acts in this that I'm like, oh, that guy. Like, I have a you, list of minor actors. You mentioned John Voigt. We've got yeah. Jeremy Piven, who Bro. plays Dr. Bob, You've got which Dennis, is the yeah. best name. Do- yeah, seriously, Dr. Bob, yeah. Bob, Bold, Ori Gold. Yes. You've got Dennis Haysbert, Hayes- yes. Driver Who Dies, also known as President Palmer from 24, and your favorite guy from the Allstate commercials. Let me go. I'll go next. Allstate. I'll go next. We've got uh, Frank Azaria, who is in Friends. He's, he's the guy who goes to Poland or something in Friends. He's yeah, yeah. dodgeball. He's a reoccurring cameo in Friends. He's, he's also in Brock Meyer. 1998's the... Godzilla. Yeah. Um, well, you, got, you got another one? Uh, you've got, you already did Trejo. You've got Tom Sizemore. The, uh, Great. Love it. I don't know. I only recognized him from one thing. Can you recall what it is? No. So he's the, he's the guy that, uh, the one that's got a family that um he basically the, the guy that's a part of the crew that's not trejo or uh yeah yeah, yeah. Val Kilmer. what's he in he's in saving private ryan he's the <sighs> captain or he's the the sergeant below the captain okay all um, right my last one is uh rick avery who you know what he's the perfect that guy right he's a well-known stuntman but he had minor parts in batman begins and ant-man and I was like, oh, that's where I know him from. Dude, how about William Fitchner? He's also in this. He's in a bunch of stuff, but uh, was in Black Hawk Down as the captain, was in Veep. Um, Veep? He plays Roger, Roger Van Zott. This is, yeah. this movie, right, is just great. Like, it's got a bunch of, like, great up-and-comers. It's got a bunch of people at their peaks. Like, this, for me, I don't think I've ever seen a, a better Val Kilner performance He's in good. my entire life. He, who's good in this? He's like a junkie, like a, a betting addict. Now, yeah. I would like to insert here, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. I would like to insert a new segment What's to here? our show. Uh, this is, and I we can think of a better name as we go through, but I just, as I was scroll, as I was like typing, I'm going to call this the goofiest IMDb pick from the movie. Now, <laughs> I've got two choices and you have to choose between okay, the two. let's hear it. All right. Your first choice, right? Yep. And, and I'm going to butcher his last name. I apologize. And it's, this is just goofiest IMDb pick. I'm going to show you the picture and you have to decide between the two, which is goofy. Okay. All right. So I, I, I recommend you all go away and look at these pictures because they are phenomenal. First, we have Ray Buktenica. Ray Buktenica. Never going to say that properly. <laughs> I saw this one when I That's, was going through their IMDb, the IMDb for like the, the like non main characters. Yep. Okay. So that's your first choice. And the next one is, and I don't know if this is how you pronounce it. It could be pronounced any other way. It's Tone, T-O-N-E, Lock. Tone Lock. <laughs> tone Lock. <laughs> so I mean, tony Lock. <laughs> it's just, I mean, like. It's just a dude. Yeah, it's just not a you, good pick. You were, la- you were laughing Surely at. Surely he's um, got an agent. Yeah. It's like, dude, change Exactly. This. You were laughing at David Dashmalchen from uh, Suicide Squad the other week for having, plug for our episode on the Suicide Squad, for having a really bad, like a really generic IMDb picture. Uh, so, which do you think is the is our first candidate for the goofiest? The former. So uh, Ray, yeah, Ray Potanica. Ray Potanica. I've I've got an idea for this, and and you can you can shoot me down if you want. How about this? So, what we do is every week we pick our two goofiest, we choose between them, and then they have to play against the last week's goofiest pick. 
How do you feel? We can do that. We can also make it the thumbnail of the episode if you'd like. Amazing. <laughs> I'm so down for that. But um, Ray, Ray, my boy Ray is our first winner. Pew, look, pew. That looks like somebody's like employee of the month picture. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. No, no, no. Or like, no, no. You or it like, looks like, it looks like something out of like the office. Yeah. Where like, it's like bet, good employee of the month. Like, it's not, or like quarter, like bet, bet top salesman of the quarter for paper. I'm going to tell you, you know? exactly uh, what it is. Have you ever, have you ever been on, um, on binge over here or HBO max and you have the, yeah. The, the thumbnail for this week tonight by last week tonight by John, by John Oliver. Oliver. And it's got his picture of him when he's yeah. like a goofy teenager. Yeah. That's what that guy looks like. He does, actually. It's amazing. He actually looks quite like John it's Oliver. Amazing. So, right, this movie, let's talk about it a little bit, is really long. It is long. It's it like long. nearly three hours. It could be it could be shorter as well. They're like the I don't know, what would you cut? I guess it's, do we want to really get into tough. that? Yet? It's really tough, right? So like I think so my challenge with this movie is like I'm cut between this being the absolute pinnacle of nineties movies, like the pinnacle, and then being like I have to do this in two sittings because it's it's a lot and it's it's intense all the way through. I'm not saying it's like gunfight intense. I'm saying the, the, the <laughs> well, but it is well, yeah, and no, it's like no, loud you, guns like you, yeah you have boys that. buy a silencer it would it's worth the investment well, for we'll the t- amount you're shooting we'll talk about that in a minute <laughs> like, but um Jesus. yeah but like like the any dialogue scene is so intense and like yeah. if you're not fully invested which i'm not gonna lie i was doing stuff while i was watching this yeah, you um, can't be. It was it, it, it mentally drained me. It's kind of like The Departed in that way. Yeah, The Departed is a very intense movie. I really enjoyed it. I genuinely did, but it was very like overwhelming at times. I think it's a good movie. I think um, I I agree. I think there were parts that could be cut. I think the ending airport scene. I can't tell if it was if it would if I didn't like it because I was just over it. By Are this we just going to go directly into just talking all about this movie. Uh, no, no spoilers, no none of that. Just I, I don't care. It. Do you want to? I don't. I don't. I don't. Let's just talk about yeah. it in general. It's it's been out for a while, spoilers so we're gonna we're gonna no, start no, spoiling a while, <laughs> spoiling stuff. This but is I, gonna be all spoiled. I wasn't gonna talk about the ending, but the ending ends in like a chase down at the air, at the uh, LAX airport, and yeah, let's talk about that in a little bit. Like I feel like that's something we'll get to. Um, but I know I, I know where you're coming from. I just mean like that. I couldn't tell if that scene like I liked it or if it was just because there was so much fat before that I thought could have been cut that I didn't like it. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, I mean, I have a note. No, we'll get to that in best and worst. But, so, a lot of this movie focuses on, like, the relationships. So, like, the relationships of the cops. Which is great. In the police station. And and one thing we always complain about, uh, we don't always complain about, but we say most weeks, is that you don't get enough character building in a lot of modern movies. Whereas this almost has too much character building. I'm like, I don't need to know. And, like, and if I'm perfectly honest, I'll tell you the bit that I would cut. It was the entire Natalie Portman character. She would just go. Like, and I, I appreciate that some of that has to help Al Pacino's character in terms of he grows a little bit from that. Does he, he though? He doesn't grow enough to have her in the movie. I so like I can understand why you'd say that. I think that it's like a I think it I think that's not the one I'd pick if I had to pick one. I think all the backstory about this guy that like ends up the, the the guy in the first crew that fucks the the, the first heist over so yes. in essence they have this new guy in the crew that because they, they need a guy and like he is the you know they haven't done anything with him before and he ends up like blowing up the whole uh and he just ends uh, up being a serial killer out of yeah exactly he he ends up blowing up the whole spot and yeah. killing someone on yeah. like for fun yeah and obviously that's not these guys are professionals that's not what they do right yep. they're they're one of the best heist crews ever yep 
and uh, he ends up they're they're gonna kill him. De Niro's to, team, yeah, yeah. De Niro's team's gonna kill him because of what he does after they get away, but they kill a couple cops because of it. Yep. And uh, he has this whole side story where he's like a serial killer and of he hookers. Rats on them, yeah. And he like the rat. They they didn't need to use that to like he didn't need to be a part of it anymore. All he just needed like to do ex- yeah. was be a rat. It was just like an extra wrinkle to, for you to make you hate him more, but, but there was no you need already to. don't like it. Yeah, there was like, no need to. That put could have been cut, and it also doesn't really get addressed. Yeah, I agree. Because I thought at first they were going to use that to be like, oh, maybe this is what motivates Al Pacino to like really go after what's his name, because uh-huh. he thinks that these guys are the ones killing the freaking... Um, the hookers, the serial killer who's yeah, killing it, but they didn't use it. They just, no, like, they didn't. And, yeah. and like, I don't get me wrong. There's probably a four and a half hour version of this movie where they where flesh it, that out more, <laughs> but I'm never going to watch it. Um, I, f- I, I did feel there were, so like to its credit and to its def- uh, detriment, is that the right word? Detriment. Detriment. I, I detriment. can't say words. There. I'm still trying to figure out what word you were trying to say before. Cause I know there is a word that starts with a C. That's already going to be cut out, so I don't yeah. even worry about it. Like, uh, I'll right. just cut that bit later. It's <laughs> but I want to know now. Maybe or maybe not. Tip my tongue. Um, to like I say, to, to its credit and detriment, like it, it, it takes time to craft backstories for quite mundane characters. I think for the most and, part, it's good though. Yeah, no, no, no. What I, yeah. like I, I think he, it builds a movie and it builds a tension and it, and it builds you this this fleshed out world that you don't get in movies nowadays. Yeah, and it's just. It's just that 2% that takes it over. And I'm like, this is, for me, this could be like phenomenal. I, for, I just lose a little bit of interest when you see that extra 2%. And I'm like, I I don't have the I get it. capacity. I, I, I get it. I think that we probably, like, when you're just like, you have a whole night and you're not rushed with a bunch of stuff, like, this mm. is probably a great movie. Which is why the rewatchables probably love it. Well, but. I don't know how people watch this over and over again. Like, I, I could, I would, it'd take me a year, another year to watch this. I, could, I, could, I mean, I could watch this again. Like, I like intense right movies. Now? Like, you want to go? Not right now. <laughs> it's not like you watched a part of go? back to back. But uh, what I will say is... Uh, I agree. There are a, a few too many, but I don't think there's that many. I think it's just like one or two side stories that you didn't need. Cause most uh-huh. of them are on brand uh-huh. for the theme of the movie, mm-hmm. which is why I like it. Like why I'm like, okay, these are actually fair because it's like the cost of choices you make. Right. And like, yep. it shows it, but well, you're, you're, you're about random. to go into my next point. Yeah. I just want to mention one thing before we talk about that. Um, this movie is beautiful and like, depressing. <laughs> and depressing no, as in as in the way it's shot as yeah, in yeah. like the, the aesthetics of the movie i just like this is so la like i was gonna say this is literally first thing this is a very la movie yeah it's like so many freeway shots they really took from chinatown like yeah. they they loved whoever what's his name the director michael um, mad michael mad definitely is a fan of chinatown as a mm. film for sure I, that, I that inspired not, I see that yeah yeah and there's there's apparently a stat something like of the 85 locations they shot at, only 10 of them had featured in other movies. So it's quite unique mm. in terms of like the, the visuals of it. So like, for example, when they're on that, uh, they're on the big lot with all the, the freight trailers. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't get that in any other movie. But the way, Gundo, builds, yeah. Yeah, the way it builds that scene as well, like chef's a, they, they show like the grimy parts of LA. Which I really like. Yeah, yeah it, that's do. what I mean about it being unique. Like, yeah. So for example, when you get introduced to the character you're just talking about who turns out to be a serial killer for no apparent reason, <laughs> um, he just walks out of like a like a bodega and he's trying to get like a free refill on his drink from like some I, Mexican I restaurant. That. I think I missed that part. <laughs> it's like, like the very first introduction yeah. to him at the beginning. It's madness. It's great. It's so weird. It was this weird wrinkle that he's 
clearly so low on cash that he's just like trying to get his free refills from this crappy little which i think like that is something you include about that guy he's obviously bad with his money he's desperate he's fucking you know but like the serial killer hooker thing weird and then i mean weird all right it did give us this great uh call call card which is hooker's mother as oh an IMDb God. character, IMDb character. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that i don't really think it had a place in the did, film did she have a, a potential um what, what was it the new segment goofiest imdb photo <laughs> it looked like she looked really really young in a modern photo so i oh, think the photo was just wrong oh well <laughs> uh, all right okay so let's talk quickly about the protagonists so and i say protagonists because when i'm watching this movie i don't know who i'm rooting for am i supposed to root for pacino who is like this crazy fucking cop who'll do anything to get the collar? Am I supposed to root for De Niro, who's the sleazy criminal who is just calmer and more in control? It's like, definitely the point, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like this split, like like that. That like to to me, they're two two sides of the same coin. They are. It's that that's the theme. I think it's the you know the motifs around duality, good and evil are two sides of the same coin, and it you know. Yeah, and balance I, is like anyway. I just said there's no obvious characters to root for. Now, I just want to give you a quick bit of trivia. I wanted to say this at the end, but I'm too excited to tell you this because okay. I think you're gonna love this bit Let's of trivia. So, um, have I actually got it written down the full the full thing? I don't think I do. No. Okay. Right. So, Al Pacino's character in this movie, the original script for him had him as a cocaine addict. So, why he's so explosive and everything shouting and is that just him no, 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 does he do this in other that was, films that was, yeah 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 that's his acting style yeah. but in this movie that was apparently a wrinkle of his character so he was supposed to be and like you were supposed to see him like doing like bumps on the job and blah blah mm. blah and that makes it you can see that in his acting performance like i think he kept that intensity but just removed that removed the show which makes him just look like a fucking weirdo which makes him look crazy yeah it didn't make sense there's the scene when he meets when he meets the informant for the first time he's having his lunch and he's in there and he's like just screaming at him as he's having lunch that was but if you look at his eyes his eyes are literally like dish plates and i'm like i i think that there was one too many informant scenes as well oh my god yeah like they so only need one of they only scenes. need one of those, <laughs> <laughs> maybe two, and definitely not two different informants. Like no, no. What do you, what do you think about that though? Is is in him being like a coke addict? No, I, I'm not trying to skip over it. Like I think that that I thought that this just might have been Al Pacino getting too cute, and like he's kind of like he's had his crazy uh, roles where he you know does this stuff and it becomes iconic, and it was like yeah. almost he was trying too hard yeah. to do it again. Well, this um, is Pete Pacino, right? Like, like I, this, I, I, is Pete. this is like I didn't buy it, man. I did. I, I didn't buy it. I like he was the only thing that took me out of this movie. Not in the other way. So De Niro took me out of the movie. So. De Niro was so good. No, De Niro was phenomenal. See, I disagree. We'll get into it. Are you are you telling me that like all of these phenomenal quotes, like "Cause she had a great ass," like? Okay. So it's fucking, just so good. We, so extra, bro. It's just he's but so like, extra. When you know that extra line that he was supposed to be like a coke addict as well, like yeah, but just it wasn't sense. in the movie. Like no, it I, wasn't. But if I, you, you can, you can, if you have that as like a, an idea in the background, like you read between the lines in the movie. I mean, like maybe I, I, I honestly just got. When I watched it, I was like, he's just trying too hard to be iconic. 
Like that's give the, me all you got. Give me all you got. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that, that was too much. The ass thing was kind of funny. Like was, the ass thing was like was pretty great. spot on. But the the give me all you got stuff and like there was one time it was baby. Like he says something like that to his his wife. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. me and mine. It's like, dude, okay. I, I really like some of the character building they did with him around when he's having the really frank conversations with his wife and he's like. I walked in on a junkie who'd put a baby in its house. She was crying too much. For for me, like, how do you have that conversation with a loved one when you, you know what I mean? Like, that's a tough thing to talk about. No, a hundred percent. I just think he was being extra constantly, and sure. I got. It, it took me out of the film, to be honest. So I was like, you're being a character to be a character. Yeah. You're not being this guy in this moment. Okay, this is the way it, I felt. But I could understand why. And and he, look, people love him in this, so I could totally be wrong. Where I. And I'm Donald Duck. <laughs> <laughs> that was good too. There's certain parts where it's he, it, it plays for sure, but I just think he goes a little too far. So talk to me then about De Niro. Like, so right for context, this is the first time we'd ever had De Niro and Pacino's characters I didn't know ever that. meet on screen. So they'd been in The Godfather together, but they'd never True. met on on screen. True. So this was their big, this was their big debut as like the. The, the power couple. The power, the power couple. couple having coffee. Not saying that. I'm not um, the power couple. What, what, talk to you about right. De Niro. What do you think about that character? So I, what I like about De Niro's character is it is so well, like all the pieces around it fit. It's yep. really slow and well-developed. Really like, nuanced. It's really nuanced. The whole, like, when are you going to get furniture line? Like, like everything is yes. just, like, it's just really well thought out. Yeah. Okay. And like it's, and slowly builds to like, he has a, like, I don't want to call it an arc. Well, it, it is an arc. an arc. It just doesn't end the way a traditional arc does. Like it is a well from start to finish. This, they knew yeah. what they were going to do with this character and they put every little seed to make you go on the journey with them. Well, um, interestingly, they, they, I'd say they gave him the hero's arc where he's not a hero. So yeah. they gave him the whole arc of, you know, the stereotypical archetypal hero arc, um, except he is the bad guy. And like I said at the very top, like you don't know who you're rooting for. Like, at any point in this movie. So, we'll talk a mi- in a minute about the coffee scene, um, which, by the way, is hilarious. <laughs> that Al Pacino took a chopper, which surely he can't get that easily to just stop this one dude. Um, I mean, he's but like, like, it's LA traffic, bro. You gotta fly with uh, that ex- shit. Exactly. But, like, the one thing that takes me out of De Niro in this film, uh, if, the one thing, it's quite a big thing, is is the love angle. Now... If you ever watch De Niro in movies, he is very, very irregularly the love interest to anyone. Like, it's just not his thing by the looks of it. Well, Casino, but like, it's like it's really dysfunctional relationship. It's super but, dysfunctional. It's not like a problem. But it is, but like, there's that's moments. Not a, that's not a love interest. Whereas in this, it is the love story of him meeting this girl and falling in love with her. But like, I, and I can understand her being like lonely in a new city, etc. But it just feels creepy. He's much older than but her. But it's not love. Like it's, it's but you're, just, you're, 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 you're putting it through the lens of like what it, what they thought, like the, what they wanted you to think it was going to be. But at the end, they spoilers. They say that it's not, it, he, he basically yeah. by what he chooses to do, it's not. So I, I think that you're that, to your point. Like if they tried to feign it off as it was at the end, then all that stuff, I agree with you. It is weird. It is creepy. And it, it doesn't make sense for his character. But at the end of the day, it's, it's him trying to grasp onto that, seeing it around within the other people that he deals with. The only other people he could uh-huh. potentially call friends. Uh-huh. And he's like, you know what? Maybe I am missing something. Let me try and understand this a bit. Tries it, gets to the very, very edge of the cliff. And like, no. And runs. No. 
honestly, I just didn't, I just didn't believe it. The whole thing about her, I didn't either. spark a conversation with a dude she'd seen in the library, and library. Wasn't that a diner? When they met in the in the bar, uh-huh. she was like, oh, I've seen you, maybe the bookstore, uh-huh. whatever it was. She was like, oh, I've seen you around in the store, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I just didn't believe it. Like, yeah, he's an older bloke. Uh, he dresses well. But he's a good like, looking dude. It's believable. Nah. It's believable that they would flirt and have a hookup. And then it's also believable that at this point in the story, at, to my, like, at, to my estimation, like he would kind of be like, you know, what, it, what am I living for? If not, like I'm, I'm looking at, Old mate who just like, he's like, she's my son and my Absol- stars. Absolutely not believable okay. in the slice. He knows this is his last mission. They've already had the conversation. They're like, this is it. We finish here and then we all split. Yeah. Like they so, know they're leaving. So there's no reason to pick up this random chick and fall. Because like, you finally question like whether it, all of it was worth it or not. And he, for him, he's seeing other people are saying, look, I'm not willing to give up my, my girl. Like other parts of his crew are, are not willing to do what he's doing. And so he's questioning it at the ninth hour. Did I live the right way? I'm going to dabble and see. And I actually quite like that part of the story, to be honest. I did, as I was watching it, think like, well, this is kind of dumb and weird. Like, why why would he do this? But the ending kind of switched me. And it was more, it was less about him, to be honest. It was more about her. I was like, how many, how many red flags mm-hmm. do you need before mm-hmm. you go <laughs> you run away it's like, like a classic story in the, in the world right now but look uh, i mean okay i i agree i understand your points yeah personally just don't agree i feel like if he's lived by this philosophy his entire life and he knows this is his last job and he's gonna split regardless he went back and he went back and he, i was like nope but he also he also didn't go me. back for the the thing is though he didn't go back for her at the end of the at the end of the movie he goes back for himself she, she had nothing. Which, which one? He was going to get away. The, the last job, all the shit that goes down, even as he's driving the car and he turns around, he's not going back for her. He's going back for himself and his own revenge and his, and potentially his revenge for taking the life away from him that he used to have, where he was this big stud who was going to be the bank robber. No one could catch now because of her, because of her, well, because of the choices that he's basically made that he's going to, he's going to fucking break away and do his own thing and be done. She, it's because of old mate who's the serial killer. That's the whole well, I mean, like cause and effect wise, but like I'm saying, like psychologically wise, like he now is no longer that person. So I, I would actually say that he he basically ends up doing that because of his own motivations, not because of her. And that's what I don't understand. I don't understand if his motivations are leading him the whole time. There's no point for him taking her with him. Like that whole that whole thing is moot. Like he knows he's he's there for his own motivations. He's a selfish character. He's only taking like the only reason he's taking us for selfish motivations. And there is no cause and effect between him going back. His mindset has always been one one way, one direction. So sorry, Harry Styles for bringing him back. <laughs> I feel like that's when it lost it for me. I was like, this disconnects. But let's, okay, let's just quickly move on before we start shouting too much about this. <laughs> let's talk about that coffee scene. Yeah. I love that scene. It's a great scene. It's also like a little, like, manufactured. It's Com- all, completely. It's like a little bit like a game ball. Like, you know. But also not. Do you want to know some interesting facts about that scene? Sure. Let's skip ahead to a little bit of trivia again. It, so, it feels like it was made because they had these two actors and they wanted them to be in across a table talking right. shit. I'll give you the trivia uh, word for word. So the restaurant scene uh, where Macaulay finally meets Hannah, um, 
Michael Mann ran two cameras simultaneously to get a greater level of fluidity between the roles. Mm-hmm. And they they rec- the actors recommended that they didn't rehearse the piece before they did it to keep it as fresh as possible. So they literally went in with minimal rehearsal on this and they just... So they knew the dialogue, that was it. They, that was it. They didn't know how the other was going to react, how the other was going to act to it. And it... That's probably, such probably a good. nice wrinkle on it. That's probably good. I'm not saying they didn't do multiple takes because they more than likely did. But at the same time, if you overanalyze it... How he's going to be... Because there's also just like a lot of build-up to have those two guys across exactly. the table from each other. But it was um, so interesting where you see these guys where there's almost this like mutual respect between them. They're like... Yeah. It's like... Well, they are the same person. Just all, That's the point. Yeah, exactly. They, they, basically, they are both the testament to like not living balanced. To being yeah, to basically agreed. being mani- maniacally focused one way or to being obsessed with one thing. I'm, right? I'm like, so with you on that. Yeah, like, it's and, and so it, true. It, 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 that is not good no matter what side of the fence, no matter what team you're on. It is not a way to live a, like a, fulfillful, uh, a fulfilling life. Agreed. And a good one. And it's really, yeah. And some of the dialogue, it's really interesting how heavy it is on Al Pacino talking. It's almost like he's playing the the good, the good and bad cop role on the other side of the table, <laughs> trying to get something out of him. You know, trying to yeah. get De Niro to say anything. De Niro just sits there and just lets him talk for the majority of it, which I find really interesting. Which is what he would do. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to incriminate yourself. You, you don't want to like, yeah. But um, then, as as it's going on, you see that risk, like almost a begrudging respect just like yeah just growing and growing and growing it's when, it's beautiful when i said manufactured i just meant like by the producers like you yeah. know that scene was sure. as soon as they had both of them they were like yeah we're, we're making some kind of coffee like scene where they're across each other just like we need a scene where they like to get yeah, yeah agreed um but then I, I like that they both agree that if they ever are face to face they will just gun each other down i love that it's yeah. like it, what does opportunity say something along the lines of like if it's between you and some cop some, some uh, like some, wives uh some widowed exactly yeah. yeah it's it's such a good line widowed uh, husband. i mean like both of them had really good lines i think de niro had more to be honest when i, I, think, look at I think de niro was more calculated but they were I, like when he's happened they hit harder minus the ass one sure the ass one al pacino wins up. i just think when <laughs> when it's al pacino talking in my head i like after reading that i just hear a babbling coked up idiot who's just like like saying whatever comes to his mind first and it's just like bang 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 and that, that's just what i see when i see that character now i get it I, the the coat up thing to me is like too close to scarface it's like they just did it because it was okay because they had him and he was in scarface like to me like the whole point of uh what's her name natalie portman is to show that this guy actually isn't a bad person sure he's just maniacally obsessed with putting away the job bad guys in the job and he's like a workaholic that can't put it away like to have like him also be a cokehead would kind of distract from i like, just had a minor heart attack then that we weren't recording oh for God, a second a, we were we are wouldn't it's that be a bummer. Keep, keep talking could you imagine we'd just done like an hour of talking <laughs> and it was nothing um yeah no i i i, completely, I think it distracts from that if you if they had that so like to me yeah i try not to think about the fact I'll try not to think about the fact that they had that in, in at one point, but I do understand how you, you would hear that and be like, well, that obviously influences acting. Yeah. Okay. So without, without skipping over some ph- phenomenal supporting cast, I mentioned, I think this is Val Kilner's probably best role probably ever. I've seen he's him done really, he did really well in this. We haven't talked about him at all. We, we haven't. It's tough, but there's a lot to get a lot to talk about. Let's talk about the shootout. Cause that's the big scene, like the bank robbery. Those guns sound powerful. And that's really interesting because 
he, once De Niro and Pacino were signed up to this movie, they were sent away on months-long courses on how to shoot guns, how to load guns. And apparently those are like lit- literally videos of them like changing a mag are used for police officers, mm. which is so interesting. They, uh, I mean, those things were like proper like M16s. They were, <laughs> and that's one thing that a lot of movies get, get wrong these days, like how loud a gunfight yeah. is. Like you don't just stand next to a gun and pop it off and it yeah. not, give no, you, it's like, not make your ear bleed. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, that sort of like highlights at the beginning when the dude's in the explosion, his ears are literally bleeding. Yeah. Um, he can't hear you, bro. That, that final scene, I think that whole bank scene is amazing. Like it is. the step-by-step, like how they get in there, like it's their one final job that it's by the book. The only thing that takes me out of that a little bit, and I'm just making sure that's not in my uh, three best and three worst is that when they're coming out of the job and they're getting to the car, they've done it. They're, they're free. Val Kilner's walking, he's smiling. He's walking for like 15 fucking minutes. Al Pacino gets from like 25 blocks away and, and he's just there. Yeah, I did. I did wonder why they're not just like, I guess like the point was that having four guys all looking sketch walking together like was bad. They needed to like spread out and they couldn't all get there. Agreed. What what I'm saying is that Pacino got from so far away to where they were so quickly. I didn't like them. I thought he just just took a helicopter. No, no, they (laughs) were all cars. (laughs) Not every time. At least three times in the movie. I genuinely like, but like that scene was great. When, when De Niro's like, uh, he says something on the lines of like, we're still in the bank's money, not yours. Your money's all like insured by the federal government. Yeah. It's like, you be, you're in a bank robbery. Like you don't think that far ahead. Like you're like shit scared, probably crapping yourself. Well, I think to his point, like don't be a hero was the, yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Agree. No, yeah. I completely agree. I'm saying yeah. like, it, but it's like brutal that scene, like the mm. shootout, like Val Kilner gets shot like in the shoulder and it's really interesting because you, just yeah destroyed if you watch like any any movie now i will give you 95 percent of movies someone gets shot in the shoulder they're absolutely fine yeah. whereas in this is like nope this is what probably happens Fucking you're hurts. going to shock yeah you might not even make it it's like it's brutal yeah it is it, i mean like i i think that the only other parts we haven't discussed beyond like characters that I wanted to yeah, was um, just like the fact that like, there's so many different side characters yeah, that all kind of portray the same thing, right? You've got the tr- the driver, all state guy. What's his name? Um, the guy from 24 president Palmer, uh, who's a cook and like is going through this, Oh yeah, but he gets like, he's basically on parole and gets a really shitty job where he has to give half the money away because of this corrupt kinda, business owner. I kind of missed that. <laughs> I, I zoned out a little bit while that okay. was happening. So you've got like uh, Dennis Havesworth who, you know, is kind of in this shit, shit situation where trying to make his wife proud by mm-hmm. coming out of parole and doing like the real legit yeah. job. He yeah, obviously yeah. used to do sketchy things and make more money and just he's getting fucked around. Right. Like, yeah. and, you, and you totally understand he why he just quits and throws yeah. the guy. Over. <laughs> yeah, he's when, like, when he pushed that guy over, I was like, man, man. Yeah. Get him. <laughs> No, you totally understand why he's like, fuck, I need a quick buck. Because he's getting fucked around. Like, the guy's taking half his wages because he knows he can just rat him out as being a bad worker and he goes yeah. back to jail. Um, so you see that kind of storyline. What? Who else do you see, I think, in this where you get a similar kind of sad story? Um, well, Val Kilmer's wife Val, in this. I've forgotten the yeah. name. Uh, Val Kilmer and his wife. The whole storyline there. Great. Yeah. Really great acting. And I love it. I did I did make one one note, and I'm intrigued to know your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Um 
like so we talked about natalie palm's character and how maybe it's one of those that's just a just that one extra step too many but like i didn't 100 percent understand understand or maybe i missed something like the suicide scene like that came out of left field for me i was like what's going on well they just didn't they did they gave her like they needed to give her one more scene for that to be like fully i think fleshed out yeah but i got it i get it she, i get it she was depressed they, she was depressed obviously because like right when her right in the beginning you see like she's all stressed about her dad coming and like she just wants to obviously to please him there's obviously someone who's like got anxiety and like feels like uh -huh. they're not good enough and no self-respect because their dad she's got daddy issues like big ones yeah okay um but I, I like that for me like i think it was great because it humanized pacino's character a lot in yeah that, in, they need, in he those small it. moments and yeah, yeah he genuinely needed it yeah but at the same time, it was so like it just slapped me out of the the side. I was like, I don't know what's happening here. Like what? Like I didn't even like for a minute. I was like, I forgot she was in the movie. Well, I, I think like, that the thing is like you didn't realize she was with him. I yeah, didn't. Yeah, okay. I had no. I had no idea that she was staying at the hotel with him. So yeah, when yeah. I when he was like tripping about, I was like, why is she even here? But the point I think that kind of gets stumbled over is like not so first she's tripping about her dad right in the beginning. You're like, yeah, why yeah, are you yeah. freaking out? Like obviously yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. a lot here. And her dad, it's constantly referenced that her dad just doesn't give a fuck about her and she is taking it poorly, right? And Al Pacino's obviously not there enough to fully replace him, but she has basically clung to him. Mm. They, they basically point that out multiple times in dialogue. Okay. And that happens right after they break up. Right. So she's like, fuck, I've lost another guy, another, another dad, dad. And, figure, and yeah, that yeah. I can't handle it. Kind All of right. Thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the movie culminates uh, in a big... Uh, Basically, and I called nonsense on this before, but <laughs> I, I know you think it's all right. So basically, De Niro's character, he can't let the dude who ratted on them go. He has to go back and finish the job. So he goes back, he murders him. He then literally goes on the run against Al Pacino, who, by the way, both 50-plus-year-old men wouldn't have lasted that long. <laughs> they, they both they had hernias. a long yeah. time. They both had hernias yeah. very quickly. But they have this chase in LA, LAX is it it is LAX it's like not it's like literally on the runway of LAX yeah it's it's a madness but yeah. like I have a question <laughs> sorry uh, I do have a question about the end of that chase so uh, just that chase in general right so a De Niro's character how did he keep getting so far ahead like he's not an Olympic sprinter <laughs> He was like, and then, and then maybe B, faster than him. Then. And then B, how would Pacino's character have ever found him? There's a point where he jumps over a wall. And C, where was he going? Did he jump? Was he, he just, just skipping customs? Is he going to jump? Get an airplane? Like, jump into the landing going? gear? Like, yeah, why, like that was my my thought when that happened. This but. this was the one bit for me that felt tacked on. So that's that was my point. Like, does it feel tacked on because there were? It was the end of a long movie, and. You know, they should have cut other things and then you would have been like, this is a good climax to the movie. It's very L.A. Everyone knew where they were. It was L.A. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I couldn't tell. But but you're right. For me, I was like, I was over it by that point. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I don't think over it's the right way of looking at it. I think it was a case of like, this would have been great half an hour before and it would have made sense. But I, I part of I, me I, thought I, it was I too orchestrated. It, like, of well, course, it doesn't yeah. have to be both of them. In fact, like, I think in a movie where they give so much time and space to characters to become 3D characters, like, I think it could have been a more character driven moment rather than a shootout. Is what I'm saying. 
It could have been that. The way I, I honestly it. didn't think they needed this like culminative, like this face off at the end, right? I thought I face off. I thought face it. Off. I thought it could have just. <laughs> thought it could have just ended like you know a little bit more anticlimactically in the, for one of them for whoever lost because it was like this big buildup and it's like actually it's bigger than you both. Yep. You know, like this is just shit. It's crime. People die, and like you're you're both really good at your job, but what does it mean? Yeah. Okay. You don't get, you don't get this great face off Al Pacino. Why do, why do you deserve that? You know, like, and same for the other guy, like you don't get to tell him. I was don't never deserve, like, yeah. I, I think that it would have been better ending. Like if they just, if it was just not as uh, orchestrated, if they both shot each other the exact same moment, yeah, like if, Rocky, if it was like Rocky, Rocky and Balboa, they push yeah. this, except they both shoot at the yeah. exact same moment Rocky, Balboa. and it freeze frames. Um, all right. I have one final kind of final question for you that i'd like to talk about like i have a bunch of questions for you okay so. that's great okay you go first one, one of, like i have some funny ones but let's stick with the serious ones for now okay do you think he goes back for himself like for revenge because so a for revenge mm-hmm. for basically ruining everything and taking away uh taking away his life yep to, to go kill that guy do you think he does it just because he's such a professional that he can't help himself? Like this is what he's done for so long. It's just, it's a part, it's like an itch. Uh-huh. He's got to close it out. Or do you think, um, he does it emotionally because of this guy is a, has caused to like basically has killed the people, the closest things he would have to a family or friends. Like, and maybe it's a bit of all three. I think it's what I said earlier. Um, it's it's so like you say professional i think it's not i think it's like necessity like he's just lived this life so long he doesn't, he doesn't know, know how to not do he it he doesn't know the difference between the professional ways to do this and like just like selfish desire to finish this off so i think it's just like he just goes back and does it's it. like it's just like that's just who he is yeah that's so that's but, what i meant by professional but like that, it's just like but he's that's so what ingrained. i mean about the about going back for the the uh, the love interest like this is so ingrained in his character. Leave everything in 30 seconds. Like it doesn't make sense when he knows this is his last job for him to give himself anything. He should wait. He should just go. Yeah, he get should, the money. but he didn't like the, And that's, he, and that's where the character falls down for me. I don't, but it, but like, I don't think he, he, he didn't, it shouldn't fall down because the, he, at the end of the day, he literally looks at her and leaves her. Well, yeah. Like, that, so he sticks to that. But that's the point. Like, he, he leaves her anyway. So and why I think, go back in the first uh, place? He knows he's ready to leave her in 30 seconds. So <laughs> well, he why doesn't. go back that's the, in the first place? Because it's a character. He doesn't know. No. He doesn't. He's never had anything like that. But that's, just, that's, just, that's just my opinion. What do, you, what do you think? You want him to be the Terminator. He's, he's a person. No, I yeah, People I don't. struggle with he's, issues. He's literally built himself up to be this character. Like... His progression is this. It's not progression. It's not. It's a. It's a linear story. Like he knows who he is. He's happy with who he is. He's I, ready to he's go that, in thirty seconds. That's not. And, and he's I, not happy with it. That's why he. He's not sure if he's happy with it. All right. Yeah. That's why he's a human, and that's Just why let, he. Let tries. me finish. Let me finish. He okay. Maybe he's not happy, but yeah. he knows he's gonna finish this job. He's gonna get a massive wad of cash. And he can ride off into sunset and he can trial having a girl. He can trial having a real life and furniture. He can do that when he's out of this job. So I've, why risk all this cash? He doesn't actually want it. That's he the point. Want he it. never wanted it. Bullshit. He thought he thought he wanted it. He never did. He just liked the game. He liked being the top dog. That's what I think. 
So and I like that it's so ambiguous well, how, enough right. to analyze. Let me, like, throw, let, let me throw it back to you then. So do you think it it was more for him about the rush of doing the jobs rather than the lifestyle you get from having the money? Yeah. I th- well, I think it was the 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 rush of doing the jobs or, or maybe it's just like the rush of being the best at it. All right. He takes okay. a lot of pride in that. And like, so what is he now if he just goes to Fiji? All right. Okay. Anyway. Next question. Hit me up. Um. What was, uh, so like, I guess if I had to ask, like I already asked you, should they invest in silencers? Yes. I think they probably <laughs> in many cases, always like they're always, they're basically every time they kill someone, the cops are right behind them because they made just, a point bang, of how bang, loud bang, the guns were in this yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. But I kind of liked that too. How is John Voight this cool? He's not, he's not. Actually <laughs> I kind of cool. liked him. He's not. His voice was cool. He's not actually cool. You all. didn't think so? Okay. He, he is cool, but I, he's not as cool as you're making him out to be. I, I just thought he was cool. Like, he's way cooler than he usually is. Um, what's another one? I mean, how many poor decisions were made in this movie? Over or under 15. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly everything John Voight's been in because... He's in a lot of stuff. Is he Mission Impossible? Uh, anyway, go, go for Question uh, number two. Did Val Kilmer wear the ponytail solely so that he could cut it off in the event of needing to dip? <laughs> and if so, but the real question is, was it a how real, stoked was, was he when he got to do it? So he could cut it off. Yeah, like, like was he just stoked when he could finally cut his hair? You know, he's like, "Fuck, this sucks. We've been we've been made, but I that's finally a, didn't get rid of the ponytail." Well, the that's a cute character. Oh, it's a great. When, we haven't talked about it at wife, all. No, I I mean, like we've we've been talking about this for I, long enough. But yeah. Like, like when the wife. Like who hates him at this point? Hates him. Yeah. Just wants him out of her life. Helps him. That she one still last gives time. him that little. Yeah. It's just so. It's such a good little moment. Um, Did you notice perhaps that Trejo had the dopest pad in all of Hollywood? It was phenomenal. <laughs> it was really sick. He lived with Hugh Hefner's literal pad. Yeah. Okay, my final question to you before we move on to Tone's themes, three best and three worst, is yes, the real question for this movie. Actually, I'm going to split into two. I think we've moved past the era of like this type of movie star. Like we've got everyone's a celebrity now. Everyone fucking there are TikTok celebrities. If you were to recast this for today, who is the Al Pacino and De Niro of this movie? So easy. Go. Oscar Isaac. And I'll let you guess who I think is each one. And uh, what's his name? I'm blanking on his name, but I have him in my head. Um, Adam Driver. Adam Driver and Oscar Isaac. Really? That you think they're the two biggest stars in the world, right? No, now? I think that they'd be the best ones to play this style. No, what I'm asking, I'm saying the two biggest stars in the world. But okay, I don't think let's they're. Well, I don't know two. if those guys were the two biggest stars in the world. They're, Madonna yes, could have yes. been bigger than them in terms of male actors. They were. I mean, maybe um, like it's the nine, it's the eighties and nineties. There's a lot of good male actors, but which is which? But uh, I would say those two. But you're saying male actors in like critically acclaimed films. I would say the two I just mentioned are very, very hot okay, right now. All right. I was thinking more along the, along the lines of like a, a DiCaprio, but I don't think he fits this movie. He doesn't. He's not. not well, he it. does, but it was The Departed. He's already made it. He, yeah, when he was yeah. younger. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're older actors though, so maybe an older piece. But I do think Oscar Isaac looks a bit older. I would say Oscar is the Pacino part. I think they. I think that Oscar could play either. True. But uh, I think Adam Driver makes more sense as the cop, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. If, I had, yeah. if you had to pick those two. Really? But okay. I honestly think I like that, that you could interchange them. I think they both could do it. 
You've thrown me now because I was thinking along, along the lines of like a, a DiCaprio. Now I can't even think. So, well, who did you pick? Well, I'm just going to skip on to my next question. Which, <laughs> you're, just, which, you're not going to do which, it. Well, you're, I'm, you're punting. I'm going to try and think about it while okay, you're talking. Okay, okay. Um, my next question is, and I know I would, but would you love to see this movie whereby everything was exactly the same? Except Pacino and De Niro were swapped out. That would be fun. Arnie and Sly Stallone. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say they swatched their. <laughs> What's that? I thought you were just going to say they flipped. They flipped roles. Oh, that'd be great as well. Um, Arnie and Sly Stallone. <laughs> it I mean, would be like no, because she had a great ass. Because she had the great ass. She did her squats. That'd be so funny. Um, that would be great. No, Look. I think I would skip it. All right, let's fi- <laughs> let's let's finish off with with. Tones and themes. Go and hit me. I thought we did this. Did oh, I, okay. I just rambled on about it. Well, um, I mean, for me, capitalism's the big tone. Like, it's all about... Really? I didn't even think yeah, of that. Yeah. I mean, it's not been able to walk away from that one last big score. It's like, you're saying it's because you're providing for your family, but really, you just want that rush. It's, it's greed. That. Yeah, capitalism and greed. It's yeah. all it's all wrapped up in that. Um, and the changing of, like, the social environments in the 90s. Like, mm. it's... Like it's these two old school guys who are trying to fit in in this changing world. It's just there's there's so many layers to this movie. It's great. there is yeah. I think for for me it's definitely like duality. Like you, the, every scene there was a scene for scene parallel for each side. Yeah. You had the scene with like the the bank heist crew and their families. You had the scene with the office yep. officers and their families. You had the two guys sitting across the table from each other trading duels about how they're both the best at what they do. And a constant game of cat and mouse, and yep. both of them are kind of the same coin, uh, two sides of the same coin, yeah, and both of them, of the movie. dude, two both sides of them are of the same coin. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's definitely the, it's definitely like the one liner. All right, um, hit, hit me with your three best and three worst. We're wrapping up here. Okay, I can tell you're, you're pushing. You're giving me the music. Um, <laughs> three best, three bum, worst. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just read a random line for me. That's all right. Uh, De Niro's character development, like whether it's like the 30 second speech that he gives pretty early on. This is your best. Yeah, this is my best. The furniture comments, the emotional dissonance as he's like trying to, trying to like see if he could actually have a little bit of love. And then like it doesn't really stick. And then it does when he's around it again. And then it eventually fails. And then, you know, um, just that, that whole arc, I guess. Nice. Was probably one of it. And then I like the duality of the movie, which I've already talked about in themes. And then just the line, my third best was, uh, what am I doing? I'm talking to an empty telephone because you're a dead man. <laughs> I was just like, what? Oh my God. Would and you then, just leave town? You'd be like, like all right, I'm out. I, I would guys. literally fly to Timbuktu if someone said that to me. I'm like, peace. Me yeah. and Neil Musk are going to go to Mars. Like, yeah, I'll see you guys. Fuck like- off. Like, and and then the follow-up scene to that where he literally finds him and, and eventually like he goes to his house, that guy that like basically ratted, yeah, like yeah, tried yeah. to kill him, the white rich businessman. Um and he's, he's he asks those those guys. Yeah, it's just literally those guys. But it's just like a trope. And then uh literally just goes like, Where's the guy? Like the rat that he's trying to get and he goes, How the fuck would I know? And it's like <laughs> and it's like very obvious. He's telling the truth, like and this guy's such a fucking savage. You know, it's instantly that he's telling the truth and he doesn't say another word. He just shoots him. I was just it. like, this is that, that was like a really good character moment. I thought, I how about it. you? I love it. Okay. My three best. Um, so I think a lot of people would say like the final, the final heist scene, but I personally gravitated more to the original heist scene, the beginning of the movie. 
Like you spend like the first ten or so minutes like watching watching him get the band together, watching him build the crew for the heist, but then you see the heist and Christ, it is like brutal. The way yeah. that the way that semi like smashes into, into the, the truck, car. and then and then like the fact that there's been the big explosion and the guy's ears are bleeding and he can't tell what's going on and he's in shock. Yeah, it's just like it's like it's those tiny detail elements that make it just stand out for me. I'm like, great. And then you've got the 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 idiot who just shoots him for no reason, and you're like. But they're so professional that they're like, well, we can't leave anyone standing, so they have to kill no, everyone. That, that sets the tone. Great. It's like we've already done, we've done it, and now it's like we might as well fucking finish it. It's efficient is what it is. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Um, no, my next one was, the, the, ironically, the flip side to your, co- your coin, um, Pacino's character development, the fact that he is seemingly more ruthless than the bad guys. There are times when you're like, he's um, in one of those 15... <laughs> moments where he's he's seeing an informant and he's like he's like <laughs> knocking his drink off the table and like making innuendos about the fact he's going to kill him and stuff and you're like damn this guy innuendos is like people get shot walking their dogs this guy could it's kill like, one of these guys he's gonna like, fucking shoot him okay yeah great yeah. it's just like really great character development um yeah. and the other one it was, was the use of sound we talked about it before it's intentionally loud it's supposed to discombobulate you you're supposed to be like yeah all at mm. sea when that's happening and disorientated. Like, it's just beautiful. Yeah, man. Loved it. Um, I like all three of those. I agree. Uh, except for, like, Al Pacino's extraness. That's my first one on my <laughs> she list. She had a great ass. Yeah, I it's just like, it and your head's all the way up in it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I fucking hope he liked it. Uh, so, like, I think he's just a bit too extra. I talked about it already. Um, and then the bad guy's little side story that wasn't a side story where he just murders hookers for no reason. I've, I've got that as one of mine. Yeah. The seal um, killer part, like just didn't, yeah, it was an extra wrinkle. It wasn't necessary. Yeah. And then I, I guess like I didn't really have a third, but if I had to like think of it, the soundtrack at times was a little too eighties for me. I'm like, this oh, movie really? doesn't really fit the soundtrack. Did it date it? Yeah. It made it seem okay. older than it should have been. All right. Yeah. All right. So mine, um, okay, I actually quite like one of them. So I've talked about this a little bit before, but like the fact that Nero changes when he meets this woman, like yeah. we're not going to go into it again, we've already talked about it, but like that for me really like took me out of that character. And I was like, he's uh, litigious, he is, you know, efficient, he's a killer, Yes. but yet he changed his whole personality for this cheeky belly nose didn't took me out of that character um my next one was as you mentioned the serial killer part like what like the fuck is that about like it was just too much <laughs> it and made no it was such a it was such a like loose end yeah and, and my last one was like what did that tv ever do to al pacino like i know the guy was in the apartment and he wasn't happy but why did he have to kick it out of the car like that poor damn <laughs> tv it's the old TV. Nothing to him. It was TV. ginormous. It was yeah. the size of like. Four I love the kids are just like, what's wrong with this fucking? Yeah, he's <laughs> not getting married. All the people at the bus stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So fi- finish me up then. Uh, is this our classic rating system better or worse than 2018's Aquaman? It's better. It's better than Aquaman. 2018. I would say it is. Yeah. I'd say I'm a bit. I get conflicted. I would say at the beginning of the movie, I was I had conflicted a feeling you were about this. Conflicted. Um, just because. It was a bit too long, but wow, like some of like some of the stuff that goes on in this movie, like it's just textbook. Yeah. It's it is writing the textbook for this type of stuff as we talked about. 
Would you like a couple of bits of trivia then? I've got. I've already yeah, given you a lot it, away. Give me a couple. All right. Um, I've already given away the cocaine habit. I've already told you. Um, I've already told you about uh, the restaurant scene. The two other very quick bits were that in the director's commentary, Michael Mann noted that Al, P- Al Pacino actually improvised the line because she had a great ass. <laughs> like, so whose ass was he imagining? I don't even know. Because he obviously was inspired. <laughs> I don't even know. But apparently uh, Frank Azaria said that um, he just actually terrified me. <laughs> he wasn't acting at all. So I wonder if that cocaine habit in the 80s maybe stuck with him. Like just into this movie. I love, did he actually have one in the 80s? Where Come he, on, he was in Hollywood in the 80s. He must I mean, a habit, I guess. A habit implies like when you say that about someone in Hollywood that he was addicted. Hmm. I, like... Maybe he was. Maybe I, I was just I don't curious. Want, I don't want to slander anyone's name. No, I was just curious if you knew something. I what, did, what did Jay Jonas Jameson say last week? Written is, uh, <laughs> it's like spoken is slander. Written, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, okay, my last one was that apparently Keanu Reeves was apparently uh, originally offered the Val Kilner role. I can see that. I can see that really stoic, like deadpan minimal dialogue character it's keanu reeve yeah because he didn't have a lot of dialogue did but he? he was a lot younger then as well though so like this yeah. was this is speed era keanu yeah. reeves not cocaine i, 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 I just era. i liked val kilmer so it's hard to imagine someone same, else, but um same. i can see it too i guess um but yeah that was our sort of long rambling talk on an actual real film yeah it's our, for first, it's our real film we've talked i mean we walk we watch some occasionally we yeah, get, we watch them, we but watch we like talk one or about two them. anthologies, and then we talk okay, about yeah, them for yeah. three hours uh, of the seven. To be honest, that was that's one of my favorite like long conversations. But yeah. we do have a little bit of correspondence. This yes, week. we do. Dre, I have some well, like, DL, please. I've had this story in my head for like three days. <laughs> All right, this is Pick our new up course. your phone. We've got some correspondence. <laughs> it doesn't work at the end. There's too many syllables. Um, we've got a couple of bits. I told you about a friend of the show, Christian, who sent over the Matrix. Uh, trailer, thank you very much, friend of the show, yep. Christian. We also had friend of the show, Matt, this week. He's on fire at the moment. Who sent us a post. And now this is this is chef's kiss. This is fantastic. It is very in line with what we've been talking about, the 90s. It just says, if the Avengers were made in the 90s, and it's a bunch of actors and their pictures from the 90s, and it goes through who they would be. I'm going to just send you this so you can have a look through as we're talking. We'll do it on um, Instagram. I'm going to send you on your, your, your text message so you have it. Okay. So first and foremost, we have a very young Brad Pitt as Captain America. Uh, I, want to, I want you... I'm not going to go through all of them individually, but I want to know your thoughts on some of these. Uh, I think Brad Pitt wouldn't bulk up for that role. I've never seen him bulk for anything. Really? Not, Brad Pitt gets ripped. Not Chris, Chris Evans bulk. Not he's like, never been Chris Evans bulk, but he could. Um, that being said, he's almost like too handsome yeah chris evans I is agree. just the right I, amount of geek, i agree you know? and i'm gonna pick out a few favorites here so we've got um scarlet witch celicia silverstone and i think that would be I, she even looks a bit like yeah she could pull it off i think she's great for that so it's got matthew broderick as <laughs> ant-man now i think he'd be a better wolverine 
You re- you reckon? Yeah. I think he looks pretty good as Ant Man. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Tom Cruise's Iron Man. That's interesting because, well, I mean, he was actually slated to be in an Iron Man movie back in the nineties. Yeah, they wanted to make him as Iron Man. Um, Leo DiCaprio was also slated to be Spider Man. Once upon a time, a young Leo could be Peter Parker. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely could be. Um, Ethan Hawke's Vision. What do you think? I mean, <laughs> this is great. I'm glad he didn't. Thank you for the show, Matt. This, yeah, this is, is a good. This is quite I'm good. A big fun. It's tough for the viewer, but like these are all like pe- like peak '90s photos of these actors. Yes. Now, if you um, go down one from Denzel Washington's Black Panther, which I quite like, to Nick Fury, which is Keith David, that is the worst picture of anyone. Where? Keith David. Oh my third god! Line down. He looks so angry. That is just Why bad. Is he so angry? Now, another one that Thanos. I actually really like, Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> who is this guy? I don't even know who he is. Ron Perlman. I know his face. What, what are you talking about? He played um, Hellboy. He was. He's oh, great. Oh, he was. Was he? Loki is Gary Oldman. I feel like I like that idea. I think he's just Arnold is not Drax. Bullock. Yeah, Arnold is Drax. This is so good. This dude, fucking, what's his name? Is a uh, rocket. Uh, God, what is his name? Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Oh my god, I took a minute to find who you meant yeah. there. Yeah, Joe Pesci. Wow, that's incredible. It's War Machine is Cuba Gooding Jr. This is great. I, we're gonna have to post this yeah, on our in the, Instagram. On the gram. But it's quite good. I I would love to know if you had you any pile in some other timeline. Yes, it's great. I'd love to know if you had any alternative castings you could think of for any of the Avengers characters. I mean, none that are better than this. These are I, I digress. Beautiful. I digress. This is good. But I all, I did have some correspondence. Uh, friend of the show Kyle sent through some stuff about our Harry Potter episode asked us what our our favorite uh, book was oh lovely um, which I think you already told you me talked about yours I, you said I, you I talked said about four. mine already but I don't know about he, mine um, good question have a think have a think you keep talking he said uh, his he had if he had to rank top three Goblet Half-Blood Prince Order of the Phoenix um, Order of the Phoenix really and friend of the show Ari put Order of the Phoenix as his top Harry Potter what book. And I could not disagree more, but I respect the opinion. You know, everyone's allowed their opinion. Good and he did he did defend himself pretty well in the sense that he just loves rooting against Umbridge. Which okay. you know, I, I can I can vibe that. I'm glad you said against because rooting Umbridge was not poor. I mean, Jesus. Um, <laughs> or just rooting Umbridge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not not what anyone wants to see. Uh, I gotta agree. In some terms, three and four, I think it kind of matches the movies a little bit for me, like three yeah. and four. But then I think when you get to that, like the real sense of dread that you get in, like you say, the Half-Blood Prince, like with that, I mean, you can't choose obviously Death of the Hallows because it's, you know, it's the finale. It's how it all ends. But and it's not as good. The twists in Half-Blood Prince are better. Yeah. Like you finally find out, you think you finally find out some big truths. Yep. Um, yeah, okay, I'm going to go with that one. That's good. That's my second. Okay, I think I've reread three the most, but I would say Half Blood Prince. I've read them all probably about the same. Maybe not the later ones, just because they weren't out as long. I think the way, yeah, I think the way that the rebirth of Voldemort in the fourth book is mirrored in the movie is in my. That's how I imagined it. Like everything, the graveyard, the way he comes out of the cauldron. Like for me, like that is so perfect now that's one of the reasons why i love that book and movie so much because it's it for me i know they cut a lot of that I movie were, i agree that I book out of the movie good. 
But like that's the reason why that's one of my favorite. That's probably. I my just favorite. think it, it opened up the world a lot. Brought that like, darkness in. Brought the, those dark credits in. That that and just like the other schools, it just it just like opened up the the lore. It was pretty closed off before that. Love it. Well, thank you, friends of the show, Ariane, friends Kyle. of the show, Kyle. Yeah. Much appreciated, guys. Love any contributions? Let us know if you guys have any questions. Where can they find us? They can find us um, at thepodcastassemble at gmail.com. Love it. Or podcast assemble on Instagram. We yeah. will find you. Thank you, guys. We do appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back next week for something else. We sure will. Something different. Thanks, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye.